There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Post Game with your hosts, Mike Sauter and Jacob Padilla. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Nebraska Preps Post Game here with Jacob Padilla, Mike Sauter. We're going to look back at everything that happened in the last week or so, week and a half maybe, of high school basketball. Some big games happened. And then we will look ahead to the Metro Holiday Tournament, the Hack Tournament, some different um, holiday tournaments that will be happening in I guess the coming week here, um, weekend slash week. But first of all, let me tell you about the Omaha Supernovas. It's pro time in Nebraska. The Omaha Supernovas Supernovas hit the court for the first ever Pro Volleyball Federation match on January 24th against Atlanta Vibe at CHI Health Center. First serve is set for 7 p.m. You can get uh, your tickets at Omaha Supernovas uh, pretty much everywhere. See it all over. So go check out some pro volleyball there. Um, Jacob, yes. Let's get to the games. Big yeah. games happened. Yeah. Um, it was, like, where do like you want to start? Yeah, like we discussed last week, it was there were a few big games, but I mean, half the previous like top ten right just took the week off, uh, got into the holiday break. Um, so that not a ton of results, but I guess one off the top, I just want to give a shout out to Neil Mosser. Uh, Miller North yeah. played Norfolk. Three point record. Uh, yeah, broke, uh, hit, hit three threes, scored 12 points uh, against Norfolk, and uh, passed Nick Farini atop the uh, Miller North career three pointers list. So, There's been some really good three point shooters there. I mean, St. Thomas is on that list. Yeah. Another guy, he's playing really well, by the way, for Northern Colorado. Yeah. Um, I, I saw his brother major um quote tweeted it too and said something like congrats or like i'm coming for it or something like that it's gonna go down yeah yeah Yeah. exactly Mm -hmm. it's like you like hearing that uh um but uh yeah so miller north made it into the moratorium undefeated there um they're the number one seed in the metro holiday tournaments we'll discuss bellevue west uh the number two seed and kind of continued their uh solid play i guess after winning in in Minneapolis, yeah, they uh, I mean, destroyed Summit Christian Academy down in Kansas City at the Hivey Arena. Uh, won that thing by almost forty. Um, Jay, uh, Jane Jackson hit five threes. Uh, Stephen Polchek played well. Robbie Garcia almost a double double. He's had Robbie uh, Garcia is playing extremely well. He's he had, is, um, 
if you're gonna go with I don't know what you're maybe most improved based off of numbers or whatever. He's probably the guy. He's been yeah, a huge key for them during the stretch. It's uh what was it like 24 and 10 uh up in Minnesota, yeah. 14 and 9 on Tuesday down in KC, and then as we'll discuss now, uh 16 and 10 against Omaha Westside. Mm-hmm. Uh 78 66 win for, for Westside. Uh we were Westside both there. played really well. Or at Westside. Or, I'm um, sorry, Bellevue West yeah. played really well in that game. It, it was it was back and forth and then um size advantage. Bell, really. Bellevue West just kind of well, what happened like during the, the second and third quarters, they just got super hot. Like mm-hmm. there was a stretch there where I think what six, six straight threes. possessions back, they, yeah. yeah, back to back to back to back. Uh, Bellevue West hit six or seven threes yeah. in the second quarter, and Westside hit five so, yeah. or six, whatever. Uh, like they both were just killing, <laughs> like but, just uh, cashing three. Yeah, and Bellevue West was able to stay in a little bit longer. He scored forty nine points in the middle two quarters on sixty seven percent shooting, including eight to twelve from three. Um, and so th- th- they built that lead up to six. Westside got it down to eight, and then that's missed missed a couple of free throws. Uh, Bellevue West scored, and that was basically the ball game there. So Westside tried to come back, push back, get closer, yeah. and just didn't quite. Yeah, just it couldn't get over the hump. Yep. Um, Elvin Turner had another great game after the really game good. up in uh, Minnesota. Eighteen, only missed one shot all night. Hit three threes, um, six boards, three steals. Uh, I mentioned Garcia with a double double. Um, Jay and Jackson didn't play very well, and they still got a win, which is a great yeah. sign uh, for Bellevue West. Um, and they got a nice boost off the bench from Isaiah McMorris. Yeah, he and, played pretty well. Uh, that that was a big key there. I Defensively, mean, he's gonna can be key for them. Yeah, he's engaged. Uh, WS had 21 points off the bench. Uh, Westside uh, did not. Um, oh, and that was kind of the the key for uh for WS there. And Westside, uh, they started off the week with a 58 51 loss at Lincoln Southeast. Yeah. Um, just three of 15 from three and six of nine from the line. Southeast didn't shoot great. They only hit five threes, five of 16 and 11 well, all of five of them were in the first the quarter though. <laughs> but <laughs> like, I mean, you look at that difference, but that was part of it. Yeah. Like it was the first quarter run in West. Like, Oh, it was 25 to 12 after one. Right. So and, I mean, they hit like five threes and uh, they got four. it down to, uh, within three going into the fourth and just couldn't score enough. Right. Uh, only total. It's a good win for Southeast court. heading to the hack tournament. It's a really good win for them. Hundred percent, and Westside got eighteen from Kevin Stubblefield, twelve points, eleven boards from Ricky Lofton. Um, but kind of supporting gas, like Caleb Benning had seven points, fifty percent shooting. But the rest, fourteen points on six of twenty-two shooting. Uh, that's not going to get it done. Um, just kind of like in the Bellevue West game, like you look at kind of the guys five through eight in their rotation, five through seven uh, in the rotation, seven points on two of twelve shooting. Um, so they just need to get a little bit more out of their depth pieces. Um, cause they got more, I mean, offensively, at least they got enough out of th- their main guys for the most part in these games, but, um, got to get a little help there. And that's kind of belt belt West in there mm-hmm. at number two, um, round, bouncing back to just getting more from their depth pieces than, than West side. So West side will have to, uh, um, rebound here in the Metro holiday tournament. Um, but, uh, outside that, I mean, Bryson Ball had another monster game for Papio uh, South against Westview. 23 points, 16 rebounds, hit another four threes. Um, I mean, Gretna. Like every day now. Yeah, Gretna uh, won by 40 against South. They had 12 players scored, 15 played, so that's a nice little yeah. <laughs> getting, getting chance to get some guys in there uh, heading into the break. And then basically the rest of the top 10. We, um, 
no updated coaches poll until yeah. we get through the holidays. Mike's kind enough to not bother yeah, be the, the uh, seventh. And yeah. on the seventh will be the uh, uh, January seventh will be the the coach next coaches poll. So we're yeah. waiting through holiday tournaments. Gonna be a lot stuff. of shakeup by the time we get yeah, there. So it'll just, be interesting. Too to much see. change and stuff in last week just yeah. didn't make sense. Plus, it was Christmas Day. Yeah, and outside of the the, the top ten. Uh, mentioned Southeast, uh, got that one over West Side. Yeah, and South then, I mean, Tay Moore is playing pretty well, and Mike McGoy coming over. Is, yeah, he's, he's, he's a guy nice. that, with kind of some of the departures from that team. He right. was the one that was going to have a chance to really step in there and ha- right. have a bigger role, and he, he's played well. But and Jake Hinkleman's yeah. almost averaging a double double, eight, yeah. eight, eight point two rebounds, and he did have a double. Hinkleman did have a double double against West Side, fourteen and eleven. Um, and right. so they uh, after. Two and three start. They took care of business against Columbus as well in the first round of the the hack tournament. So they're sitting at four and three, feeling a little bit better about themselves now. Um, Pius uh, started one and three. Obviously, they've had a tough right. schedule, played some really some, tough some talented schedule. teams, but got a much need to win against Southwest. Southwest. Yeah, sixty-one fifty-eight. Tracy Anderson tip in uh, and one. Yeah, and one put back at right at the end of the game. There finished with twenty-two uh, and thirteen boards. Um, you got 12 out of Parker Kelly, nine out of Kellen Hum, a couple of threes. Um, Southwest, I got uh, 18 out of, uh, out of Brayden Frager, but he only shot five of 15 from the field. Got a good game out, out of uh, BJ Bradford, 16, um, but just not enough there to, to, to hang with, with Southwest. Uh, team only shot 40% from the field. So um, good win for, for Pius there again, uh, heading into uh, the Hack tournament. And then, uh, the you had the kind of metro play-in games on Friday. Yeah. Um, the only the only upset there, like seed line upset, was Bellevue East, East getting a fifty-one forty-seven win against Benson. That was the eighteen over the fifteen. Although uh, they both kind of going in the same records there. Um, Isaac Gord fifteen points, nine boards, and seven blocks. Mm. Um, so uh, Trey Tolbert went nine eleven from the free throw line to help them get that win. So um, that's really. Uh, all that that we've got in class a um got any other thoughts i want to move on to be yeah no i mean it's just it kind of setting it's it's parody i guess is the word this year a little bit outside of maybe millard north we'll see um but it it feels like anyone can beat anybody basically yeah in the top you know 12 and that's why these tournaments should be fun and i just hate that they're at the same time essentially uh yeah, every year because it's yeah. uh but i mean all those teams in lincoln pretty bunched together from the mm-hmm. results that we've seen so far. So the hack mm-hmm. should be fun with that. Obviously Carney's the, the one seed there. Right. Um, as we've discussed, we need to see them do yeah. a little bit better against good, good teams. It's a chance yeah. for them to win, to, to add some good wins mm-hmm. to their resume. Um, and, and in the Metro, I mean, we're looking at, uh, we'll get this yeah, uh, at we'll, the end, we'll but dig into we're it. looking at potential prep West side quarterfinal. Quarter yeah, like, that's, second round. that's what we're looking at. So yeah. um, yeah, Pretty deep. Class uh, A has got uh, okay, a let's go class B quick. Yeah, no, no real ranked matchups. Um, no. The only like notable thing from last week, uh, I think, was the the MC tournament starting. Yeah, and uh, I was there for a couple of those games. Elkhorn North got a nice win. Yeah, uh, first Bennington uh, yeah. took uh, uh, took care of Ben's against Hastings, who had been receiving votes, um, forty seven thirty seven, and Austin Kaiser Jr. there, their guard. Uh, he had back to back twenty point games last week. Um, and he was the difference that game. Neither team was really scoring real well. Then he got hot in the second half and kind of pulled Bennington away. And Bennington's obviously uh, uh, Gunner Lim, who were, yeah. was probably their best returning player. 
injured from the football season. Um, so they're, they're uh, kind of, they're five and two now playing without him. Uh, and Kaiser's a guy that's stepping up for them. And then you mentioned, I uh, went straight from there to, to Elkhorn North and uh, they got a 68, 58 win against Blair uh, mm-hmm. in, in the first round. Uh, it was also receiving votes in our poll. And um, Bo Meyer is a pretty good sophomore for them. Big guy, mm-hmm. physical and knocked down some jumpers as well. He had a good game, but um the the key to the game was Sutton Piatkowski yeah. his first game back. eligible with uh with the Wolves there. Um I don't know if we can ever say well, he was we back, back back to playing. I mean he, yeah, yeah, he wasn't ever there. Yeah. It's, I mean he's it's, back to playing. Yeah. Uh, but he I mean it was huge. It was uh Blair was up one at half uh, and started the third quarter with a seven oh run. Um and it wasn't looking great for the Wolves. And then Elkhorn North put together a 19 to four run, I believe it was. And mostly it was Sutton Piatkowski and Nike Orgable there kind of orchestrating that. Um, and they led the rest of the way. Um, like I said, uh, Piatkowski finished with 20 points, 16 in the second half. Orgable uh, added 15, had a good second half as well. Um, and then Jace Reynolds, uh, 14 points, hit three or four threes. All three of those guys are sophomores for the Wolves. So, um, yeah. and uh, they're also starting a freshman in Kellen Murphy who had yeah. to put back his own miss at the end of uh, the half there. So um, very, very young team Future's there. Future's looking bright. Yes, very much so. So um, that sets up uh, all the seedings held in the MC tournament. So we'll have Elkhorn against Elkhorn North um, and Norris against Bennington um, uh, on Friday. And then the final will be Saturday. Um, all those games are at Lincoln Northwest. Mm-hmm. So I got to be. Yeah. Okay. C1, C2, anything? Uh, you were yeah. at UTAN, right? But, uh, Wahoo. Oh, yeah. Wahoo yeah. Ashland. Yeah. That feels like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> One versus two. That was, yeah. yeah. Uh, over, that was over, Tuesday. Over, that yeah. Week or, yeah. yeah. Eight days week ago, ago now. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Anytime you get one versus two, we got to talk yeah. about it. Pack gym likely maybe the last, it'll be the last regular season game in the old gym at Ashland. So it's kind of neat to, I mean, there's t- standing yeah, yeah. room, standing room only crowd. Wasn't a great game. It, it, was, uh, it a, was competitive. It was, yeah, it was like a bit of a clunker to start. Yeah, and then very kind of settled so. in there. quarter was like, oof. Yeah. Um, second half was definitely a lot more entertaining than the first. Right. But in the end, Ashton Greenwood pulled it out 63 54 in overtime. Um, like we mentioned, kind of a clunker to start. Neither team was scoring very well. De- Help defenses were just cutting off mm-hmm. the paint. And um, Wahoo hit a few threes. Ashton Greenwood did not. And that was kind of the difference. They were up 10 at halftime. The Warriors were 24 to 14 at halftime. Yeah. Which is, again, if really you've seen not great Wahoo games this yeah. year, like that's, yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're running and gunning and yeah. putting up a bunch of points. That was, uh, kind of a bit of a change there. But, uh, Ashton Greenwood, whatever Coach Mo said at halftime, figure some things out. Well, they found Derek Tundas. Th- yeah. That was uh, kind of the <laughs> like, key there. They found a way to get him the ball. Yeah. 30 to uh, or 20 to 11 third quarter to get back into the game. And it was back and forth throughout mm-hmm. the fourth um, game uh, game tied. And Wahoo decides to hold with like 54 seconds left, run it down the last possession. Um, and then they run. So, uh, Ashton Greenwood's. I would have held zone. the ball in that situation yeah. too, by yeah. the way. Make come out and guard me then yeah. if you don't know. Uh, Ashton yeah. Greenwood, uh, is in a zone there and mm-hmm. they run. So Marcus Glock has the ball, obviously, the attention's uh, focused well, on like him. was a very controversial call, turned out to not be. And so what happened was Dylan Simons ran out along the baseline on to, to kind of curl first. up, yes, 
Yeah. He chose to go out of bounds, didn't stay in bounds when. And you uh, cannot be the next you, person to touch the ball yes. after you run. And, out and of that's bounds. the key. Like the next, like there's even all, though he was fully established back in bounds, where you just can't be the next person to touch. The yeah, ball. if you intentionally go out, of, like if you're chasing after, it could and be like, it could be a minute later. Yeah. you still can't do it. As yeah. long as the person's holding the ball, somebody yeah. else has to touch it before you right. become eligible mm-hmm. again. And again, it's like the intentionally going out of bounds. Like if you and a guy are chasing after a loose ball and you both kind of crash out of bounds, you can get back in and go, go get the ball. It's different when you choose to go out of bounds and it's kind of a ticky tack um, call, but it's the, the reason is so you can't like run out of bounds to try to get yourself open or go like hide on a bench and then pop it. Like there are reasons this rule exists and it's actually a change this year. um, The, the way the, the rules enforce it's now um before like, it was fully established right well before it was like depending on the situation like if you go right. out of bounds like you choose to go out of bounds like that's a dead ball like um it's changed to now where you can go out of bounds and it's a play on and uh unless you touch you're the next one to touch it right and so um that's kind of what i found out because i was trying to all right what was the exact call because we obviously yeah, didn't change, get a rule change from the, last year. yeah there's no uh there's no uh pool uh reporting yeah, or whatever no. where we can go ask the officials okay what was the call there so i had to kind of ask about it and i found found the rule and um it made the so, right call yes that yeah. yeah that's that's basically what it was like it's it's a learning experience there just know like hey you got to be more precise in what you're trying right. to do there know where the, the sidelines are um so they turned it over two point whatever left and then ashton green didn't yeah, really get a shot up matter. went to overtime uh simons made the first play in overtime stole a ball took it down for a layup and wahoo it. didn't score <laughs> yeah. 11 0 run for for ashram greenwood from that point on um to to end the game to, to pull out the win um so really impressive performance by them after a really bad start uh you mentioned uh Derek conjas 26 and 10 Great uh, a couple half. of assists couple of blocks he had 24 points in the second half yeah um just uh unreal performance they just couldn't really do anything about him only missed two shots in the second half um and uh they got 14 from dane jacobson couple of threes four steals uh dawson teese uh had had a really good game 12 points is efficient on uh hit it big three in overtime that was kind of the dagger it's like wow he's taking that and he buried it out of the mm-hmm. corner and that was basically ball game at that point um and credit to drake zimmerman and uh initially and then dane jacobs and once he came in because marcus glock finished with 17 points on 16 shots yeah they were free throws they were physical with him too they yeah and i mean zimmerman did get in foul trouble um but there aren't many teams that have the luxury to lose that guy to foul trouble and have a player like dane jacobson Mm -hmm. who is a really good defender in his own right to kind of switch on to him and um glock got going in the fourth quarter like 11 points in the fourth just hitting shots. There wasn't anything the defense he was could do just about. aggressive, man. Yeah. Like he just was like, I'm taking this and going. Yeah. Um, but um, couldn't get him going again in overtime and Ashwin uh, pulled out the win. So um, remaining uh, atop the C1 rankings there. Um, the other C1 like top 10 matchup that I uh, went to was Auburn uh, at DC West. It's it five and six in our opposite in the second half. Yeah. Uh, of the other game we just <laughs> talked about. Yeah, it was an 8-0 start for DC West. Um, Auburn got back into his back and forth. Um, uh, DC West was up one at halftime, and then Auburn put together a 12 to three run to, to kind of pull ahead, led by seven after three. And then uh, it took five minutes and 16 seconds for DC West to make a shot in the fourth quarter. And can and- I say something real quick? People talk about Auburn and holding the ball and everything. How about it's 
it has more to do with their defense just suffocating people so, where they can't score. So then the score is so low. Yes, they do hold like so, they have longer ish okay. possessions, but it's not like they're minute and a half. So uh, on that, I, so it, it was kind of a shock to go from all class A and class B yeah. games to oh, go yeah. to this game. And 100% Auburn did was holding, not trying to score in the fourth quarter, right. passing around, turning right, down shots. Right. Both okay. teams, basically, anytime somebody got it with a minute left in a quarter, they, whoever had yeah, the ball, they That's what it. everyone like, always, people have done that forever. That's, yes, and that's going to do that. that. That's what people don't like. And that's why it. it's changing. But I also, yes, but I also, you, you, you need to really watch yeah. Auburn play defense because yeah. they're really good. Like defensively, like they know what to do. They're well coached defensively on that end for sure. Um, they are physical with you. They just grind out. They make you grind out possessions, which in turn, you know, yeah. was a lower, lower scoring stuff. But whatever, it's all so, going to change. They're going to get the shot clock, so it won't yep. matter. Yeah, it's coming to see one too. Auburn uh, only missed five shots in the second half, only missed one shot in, in fourth quarter. And again, it was make you chase us around until we had a basically wide open layup. Hey, can I say one, one more thing about shot clock? I've talked to Jim Weeks about this. He goes, yeah, I, I want to play with shot. He wants to play with the shot clock. Good coaches will be able to adjust. He's just, so, you know what I mean? Coaching like, the rules he's, coached it bef- he's coached with it before in the yeah. past. We coach in college. So yeah. Yeah. He's fine with it either way. It yep. doesn't matter. So still uh, going to guard you. Like I said, Auburn 14 <laughs> and 19 in the second half, four or six from three. Um, just unreal second half yeah. performance there in terms of shot making. Nixon Lagoria, 21, uh, only missed two shots, hit three threes, all of his free throws. Brenton Wenzel had a great game, 14 points, hit three threes. Matt Binder almost had a double double, 10 points, eight boards, three assists. And Peyton Bowden hit all his shots, eight points, five assists. So, really a good team effort. Nolan Asher is a sophomore for DC West who led them in score and had 12 points there. Um, he's a physical kid uh, for someone his age. Like, he's going to be a good player mm-hmm. for them. Um, and then finally, Ogallala went out to Arizona yeah. for kind of a holiday tournament uh, trip is, out there. Is Ogallala the surprise team? I'd say not so. just in C1. I'm yeah. saying like at every. Well, so they they went C1 three and for sure. They're the surprise team. Yeah, they they went three and zero in Arizona by six twenty one and sixteen. So they did yeah. get a close game win there, but it also got when uh, I say surprise, ones. I mean like. They're they're killing well, people. They're ten and zero. They were a senior heavy team last right. year. I think That's Sawyer I mean. Smith, um, right, might have been the only non senior starter. Right, uh, maybe they had one other um, that is back. They just lost so much from a team that it, Harry Caskey's been hurt too. Right, they've been without him. That's so like that's they're the good, other man. starter coming back that mm-hmm. um, that that, uh, that they've been without. So it's been uh, Caden Rezac. We mentioned a thirty-seven mm-hmm. point game a while ago. Sawyer Smith uh, really stepped up for them as a sophomore. This, this is like guy. all those young guys that saw the success of you know, your Browns yeah. and all those guys when they, you know, like your fifth, sixth-ish grade. That now they're coming, yeah. right? So just taking over a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great start for Ogallala. We'll see kind of as they, uh, I probably personally won't, I think you and I won't see them in person probably until, mm-hmm. um, the, um, Heartland hoops classic. They'll be in that. So I think they play in to see them Louisville tournament. Okay. Or they uh, did last year too. Maybe they, they don't probably yeah, play with, in with the Arizona, tournament now yeah. with that, that schedule, but, but yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. Good team there. Uh, they're sitting at three in our coaches poll and will until yeah, they play Bridgeport. Just standalone games. Yeah. Yep. They play at Scott's Bluff Ooh. on January 16th. Ooh. You going? You got a private jet? Get me up, going? Get us out there. Five Take o'clock game, too. <laughs> uh, 
uh, that'll be fun. But uh, and then a couple of results in C2, uh, Amherst, um, who was number one in our poll, 56-49 overtime loss to Gothenburg. Mm. Um, it was 16 to two first quarter yeah. uh, for Gothenburg. Amherst got back into it. It's different levels. Of- and then didn't score in overtime. Yeah. Um, so uh, that uh, number one takes a loss there. And then Sandy Creek, uh, who was number five in the poll, also lost to Donovan Trumbull um, pretty handily there. Um, <laughs> Jack Poppy and Parker Volk, uh, pair of sophomores, outscored Sandy Creek by themselves. Yeah, they um, Yeah, Donovan Trumbull is good. Th- they, yeah, very good team. Uh, another team that we'll see in the Heartland Hoops Classic, if not before. Um, so that's... Uh, that's kind of all the the key results that that I noticed. Um, you mm-hmm. want me to save shout outs at the end, or do we want to get those knocked yeah, out now? Yeah, let's and then just go on knock up? those out right yeah. now. Just so, keep going. Yeah, just got a, got three of them here. Um, triple thirty point triple double uh, for Potter uh, Potter Dick Senior Braden Casson. I know Luke Casson had put up mm-hmm. a bunch of numbers for them for years. Finally graduated. Now Braden Casson's kind of t- leading the way. Thirty one points on fourteen to twenty five shooting. Hit all three of his free throws. Ten rebounds. 10 steals plus two assists uh, and a 66 47 win uh, against Minotaire. Um, mentioned DC West dropped that one to Auburn, but they, they beat um, West Point Beamer earlier in the week. And Drake Travis uh, outscored Beamer by himself 32 points, 13 to 17 from the field, four or five from three, four boards and an assist, and a 72 31 win for DC West. Uh, and then finally, kind of just, um, just more of a general shout out for the way he's played this season. Uh, Grand Island senior Mukadi Makoma, yeah, he had 20 he's plus really in well. four straight games. Over that stretch, he's averaging 25 points on 57% from the field, 46 from three, and 85 from the line. He's averaging 24 a game, I think. Right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's on an unreal run right now. Uh, hey, real quick, if you, want, if, you want, if you wanted to watch Ogallala play a good team, then you could watch another game, you know, make it back to back days or something like that. You could watch Ogallala. Host Sydney on the twelfth. Sydney's a good team. Yeah, and then on the thirteenth, you could go to uh, Cheyenne East and watch Scotts Bluff play. Uh, yeah, you're hanging out in the listening the, the Panhandle out that way. Yeah. Just out there for a day or whatever. Two, probably three, three probably because <laughs> you're going to Wyoming. But I'm just saying, you have uh, there's your there's your option if you want to do like a double dip, double header type of thing. Yeah. All right. I'm just, just throwing it out there. It's crossing my mind. How about that? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, like we said at the beginning, uh, the Omaha Supernovas, they start their season, their inaugural season on January 24th against the Atlanta Vibe at CHI Health Center. First serve is at 7 p.m. Join the volleyball movement sweeping across the country and see your major league volleyball team, the Omaha Supernovas. You can find tickets at supernovas.com and all the information there at supernovas.com. And um, I'm kind of excited to get that thing up up and going here. Um, yeah, chance to see some professional uh, volleyball there. And um, we've got a, a Nebraska product, Gina Mancuso Prasovsky, mm-hmm. uh, playing for the team. So she, former Husker, um, in-state product. So She was um, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. Uh, Papillion Vista. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So pretty good. Pretty so, good some notable names on that team. Mm-hmm. She's obviously kind of the the face in, in terms of local 
but they've got some really good players on the team that people have seen play in college. Um, so it should be should be a fun time to take kids out, watch, watch some high level volleyball. Yeah. Speaking of high level hoops, we yeah. got some holiday yeah, tournaments. Holiday tournament stuff. There's a, a handful. Obviously, I think every, almost everyone plays a holiday tournament, but we're really just going to focus on uh, the Metro holiday tournament and a little bit of Hack holiday tournament. The two biggest ones, obviously, in the state. And, um, a couple other ones. You know, the Wahoo invite is at Newman this year. That has Wahoo and Mount Michael play Thursday okay. uh, at five forty-five. So that's one, and then. Uh, Seward and Newman play each other. So four nice yeah. teams. It's a nice holiday tournament. Ashland Greenwood has one. I, everybody uh, has yeah. a holiday tournament. But those are kind of the uh, bigger games or whatever, right? Yeah. So you could get a Newman and Wahoo game and a holiday tournament championship game. That gym would fun. be packed. Yeah. yeah. And Newman's had a great year. So, they, I mean, yeah. obviously they got some athletes. I know Connor Shutt, uh, right. I believe. Yeah. Um, They've had a really good year. athlete. They've there. had a really, really good year. So, yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, Metro Holiday Tournament. You want to talk girls first? Let's start with the ladies first. All Just right. run down. Uh, number one seed, Bellevue West. We'll see how fully healthy they are. Naomi White dealing with a little bit of an ankle. Um, yeah, I mean, they'll get Omaha North, I believe. They won uh, the game versus Omaha South. So, no upsets in the playing round. No real upsets in the playing round. Uh, Westside and Papillion La Vista will be the uh, eight nine eight nine matchup. Should be you know an eight nine matchup yeah. should be pretty good. Bellevue East plays Gretna in uh, Gretna beat Brian um, in the playing game, so that that was there. Omaha Central will play Millard South. Millard South actually played, I thought, pretty well. Yeah. Watch them play. I watched that game, the Buena Vista Millard South game, and um, thought Millard. They're young. Well, Millard that, South girls are young. That's kind of the the weird thing. Like they just you after, know, it started over. Yeah. Totally start over. And just, I'm telling you're you, used like, to seeing them at the top seed, and they're in the play-in round. They have a, just kind of a. They have a bunch of sophomores. Yeah. In two years, they're going to be right back in the mix. Maybe even next year. So uh, Millard North. We'll get uh, Gretna East, who uh, handled Omaha Burke. I watched that game as well. Um, yeah. And then Marion Papio South. That's a rematch of a game where Marion won at Papio South by uh, quite a wide margin, actually. I, I watched a little bit of a 6 11 there. So, yeah. Uh, Omaha Benson and Westview could be a close game, could be a good game. I don't know. And then Millard West and I believe Elkhorn, Elkhorn South, South yep. beat Omaha Northwest. So, and that's all at Bellevue West this year. All for the, the girls, girls are at Bellevue West until two, you get to the, the semis. semis. So, first, these two rounds, I guess, if you will, um, coming up on Saturday, on Friday the 29th and Saturday the 30th. Okay, let's talk potential matchups here. Not like we're, you know, predicting yeah. anything, but, you know, you could get a Bellevue East. And Bellevue West semifinal. You could get an Omaha Central Bellevue West semifinal. Um, you could also get a West Side. I could, I could see West Side winning um, that kind of half, the whole half, yeah. to be honest. Looking at that potential Millard West, Millard North meeting that would in the, be a really the good game. semis. They're going to the play eventually, but yeah. that's a good game. One team, Marion is playing really well this year. Yeah. It really like a little Six bit of there. surprising um, year, if you will, based off of last year's results. They're playing really well, and obviously, Coach Tiverti, um going through some stuff. But he, 
he's a heck of a basketball coach and does he's done a great job in year i think what three now at marion so um could be really good the final of the the semis are at prep at 145 and 330 on, on tuesday January the second yeah. yeah and then the final is at 530 on the third yeah so um yeah it could be fun we'll be out there there's not a lot of yeah i mean yeah hmm. feels pretty chalky but you know that yeah that's kind of what it is. i think what what uh what it is this year just looking forward to seeing again like millard west in particular because i haven't right. seen them play yet i've seen bellevue west i've seen millard north millard west is millard the, west the pretty good they I don't just seen. have I've the twins Central, they so. have a little more than that too yep. cali helps um, yeah so yeah Hansen, uh, taylor hansen yep yeah um so yeah looking forward to getting a look at them so mm-hmm. that, that should be fun um either i, I think we're gonna have to we'll, we'll, We'll wait to reconvene until after we get through yeah. um yeah, Metro Finals next week. Yeah, we won't yeah, not gonna have an early yeah, yeah. So the next time we record will be um after the, yeah. the Metro Finals next Sometime, Thursday, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um we'll try but, and find a time in there, but it won't yeah. be yeah. Um so let's skip On over boys. to the boys' sides. Miller North is the one seed, like we said earlier. Miller North will play Gretna East. Um, you and I were at the Gretna East Burt game. Uh, tough task for uh, the Griffins in that uh, next round game. That'll be 8.30 a.m. on Friday at prep. All the boys' games are played at prep, every yep. single one of them um, going forward, I guess. And yeah. then Central North, that one could be a rock fight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Brian, Central North. Also a little, kind of, yeah. you know, there's a little background there. Yeah. Delron. Used yeah. to be the point guard in North. Yeah. Now yeah. he's a point guard at Central, and there might have been some whatever. Yeah. So um, that yeah. one, ten fifteen, minor more. strong. Uh, they are Thomas going, yeah. going at each other. That'll, That'll be, be fun. A little yeah. fun. Yeah. And then uh, Gretna and Millard West, I believe right. Yep. I'm yep. Just gonna go ahead. And yes. Um, that you know that's a the noon game and the five twelve matchup, and then Papio South and Elkhorn South. We'll play each other in the 4-13 matchup at 145. Um, and then West Side and Papillion La Vista. Yep. And then Prep Millard South. And then in the bottom is Brian plays Westview. And which hey, rematch could be a good game, actually. If Westview learned anything from the the first meeting there right. at the beginning of the season, we'll see kind of what kind of progress they've made. Westview's as a team. coming, man. Uh yeah, they've I said I, sophomores and juniors last like that's year when you start after, young before uh, before all the changes you know yeah. people changing schools and stuff at the end of last year I was like when's the next time OPS makes it to the state tournament who's it going to be I said hey it might be Westview I, I think uh, a few of the the older teams this year will have something yeah, I mean, to say Brian about that Central but, is in yeah, that conversation yeah. but hey like they're building could something. Be. There. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. it could be two years from now. And again, all sophomores and juniors. So like they got right. another year with this core, the same exact group coming so back then next year. So the bottom half is Bellevue West, Bellevue East in the two eighteen matchup. Like we mentioned earlier. Seems like Bellevue we see East. that matchup quite a bit in this tournament. It just... was one pretty big upset. I remember at Ralston yeah. Arena where Bellevue East. <laughs> we were both there. It's crazy. I'll uh, never forget that game. Um yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure I think it's something like Bellevue West has won like 23 of the last 25 matchups or something in that game. Yeah. It's it's an absurd number. Yeah. So we'll see how that happens. But let's kind of look at it. You know, 
we talked earlier, you could have a West Side prep quarterfinal quarterfinal <laughs> game on Saturday at 7 p.m. And that's at prep. And that's why like the six, it probably like, won't be packed because yeah. of the break, but like still it's a rivalry game at 7 p.m. on Saturday. Right? And, th- and that's what you get when we talk about how the top tier is so deep, like six teams. You it's feel really like could, deep. Any of six teams could uh, like be favorites to win a title once we get to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So that six team is still going to be a pretty darn good team. Yeah. So you get a three six potential matchup if if seeds and a Papio South Gret- the, the matchup could be another one. Could be yeah. If the seeds hold, that would be fun. On right, I mean that's Another a double header. Yeah. You can just sit there all day. Um, you know, Millard North and then a Omaha that Central open. Omaha North winner could be something fun. Not trying to say Gretton East doesn't have a shot, but no, don't feel great about it. Um, <laughs> um, then, you know, you look, I, I just want to see the matchups of like a Papio South and Gretna and how does Papio South get Brett? Cause Gretna, you know, will defend yeah. really well. How does Bryson ball get his Throw shot? a bunch of different looks at him. Yeah. yeah. Like, That'll be super challenging for him. Reese Kircher is going to be the key there because he had a double-double last week. He's got to make good plays and hit hit shots to take some pressure off Bryson for sure. Well, even just handle the ball and that pressure because you have Will Coxon and, yeah. Switching between the zones and the – yeah. Yeah, it's be a lot – trying to confuse you a little bit, Coach Hurd over there. Um, Yeah, so – could be fun. And then, you know, a potential of a Bellevue West and Bryan, how does – Again, Amari, Amari deal Bynum with deal Bell with Bell West pressure kind of and size and, and switch. Yeah. yeah. And and do you put a shorter, like, a, do you put a Jaden Jackson who's long on him? And and yeah, I've seen him, him yeah. defend people in the post. Or do you just switch? If he comes out, just switch. Feel comfortable switching. Probably don't feel comfortable if Steven Polachek is guarding <laughs> him on the wing. But you feel comfortable if someone, you know, somebody yeah. else is. So um, very yeah, be a good test for Amari. 100. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be a good test for again, Amari. We need those guards to to step up to mm-hmm. provide. Uh, yeah, Brian there. guards, you got to play better. Um, okay, then the semis obviously are on the second and at five fifteen and seven for the boys, and then the championship is at seven p.m. on Wednesday, January third, and I will not be there yeah. for the first time in over a decade. So, yeah, but I mean, it, any combination of those semis into the finals, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, we talk about how many good teams there are, um, this should be fun. So, yeah, um, this should is be a good time. Yeah, we, we don't necessarily have, like, we said before, we don't necessarily have the kind of top level hundred, uh, like four star, um, multiple D1 guys on uh, the top couple of teams like we've had in the past, but the the upside of that is more. Uh, more competition, more depth mm-hmm. of quality, and that sets up. For Speaking of competition and tournament. depth, let's go to the hack tournament yeah. because on the girls' side, feels pretty deep. I guess a little bit. You have uh, Pius playing Car- or Pius. Sorry, Pius Carney is a matchup. Uh, Carney just kind of keeps winning, going through some stuff, but they're winning out there. Southwest plays East. North Star plays Southeast. Um, so it's southwest you know, those are those games are on Thursday the twenty-eighth, but you you could have a rematch of like a Southwest Pius, which is the one and two seed in the championship. And that game uh 
Kennedy Williams basically took over that yeah. game the last time they played. So IS has to get through Northeast. So potentially if seedings hold there right. in the semifinal and Daniela Washington yeah. there, like that's just really good. <laughs> um, so that one, those could be, but the boys side, let's switch over Carney and Grand Island. So how does Grand Island win? Well, you got to try and slow down. You kind of pick your poison a little bit. Um, how do you slow down Ben Johnson? It's game at Kearney. It's on Thursday, the 28th. Um, at 3:45 in the afternoon, probably not. You know, I might get the trip out there. There might be. I don't know. It's a rivalry, man. Like they don't. They're not. The schools don't necessarily like each other. Coaches are really good friends, but um, yeah, schools and don't like each other. Grand Island has the, the nine over the eight of Lincoln High. It's the only like yeah. seed upset. Otherwise, all the seedings held. Yeah. In the uh, in, in and then the North kind of Star North Star Southeast is a game again. All these games are 3:45. I don't know why. Um, you could have really done like. Could have yeah. buzzed, buzzed around Lincoln pretty well if you did them. At like yeah, I was looking at that stuff. as well. Um, uh, they probably did it for shoot around purposes in the morning. But Southeast North Star is a game. It's a five four five matchup. Could be fun. I'm I'm planning on going to that game at three forty five on so Thursday. You wonder where is North Star from a player fully healthy? Standpoint? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like, we'll find out. Uh, they've been without some key players, right. which been. Great learning experience for their freshmen uh, who have played mm-hmm. a lot and had to uh, shoulder the load. Um, but you definitely like to get some of those veterans right. back to, to to make a run. And then Southwest plays East, uh, Lincoln East on yeah. yes. Thursday. East pulled out 64-60 over Fremont in the first. I think Carter yeah. Mick had 31 uh, in that game. Um, needed every bit of it. Um, They're going to need him to score a lot to yes. make a run here. Uh, and then so Southwest plays East and then Pius and Northeast who Northeast just gets up as many three point shots as they possibly can <laughs> every single game. Yeah. That's, they do. It's kind of like, the personnel. It's just like, what they, he's playing to the personnel. Exactly. They, they so, lost some really, uh, yeah. basically yeah. everybody that played for them outside of yep. Isaac Thatch and Brecken Wilkie. Um, yep. so they had to, f- so we could have, could, if seeds hold again, you could have a Southwest Pius semifinal again. They just played to a, like, buzzer be yeah. shot um which would be fun and then and a carney a against southeast whichever. northeast yeah matchup which again would be fun and that is friday at 2 30 and friday at 4 15 are the boys semifinals and then saturday uh the girls game will be at 12 15 and the boys at two so i won't be there <laughs> but i'll be paying attention to see how it goes but i will not be there and you probably won't be there either Probably not. Yeah, that's okay. We need to spread these things. <laughs> yeah, can we? For our sake, we need to make them a little bit more spread out. Speaking of spread out, this edition of Nebraska Preps postgame was very long and spread out, so hopefully it was detailed and gave you what you needed to hear. Um, for Jacob Bedilla, Mike Sauter, this has been Nebraska Preps postgame. <laughs>